overall, your design is pretty good. Thank you. With some with some additions, and I think right. that you know, the access, the the fences, the waterfalls, like more about the water, thinking about the water management when you come to that part of installing it. Then you definitely need to know where you're collecting, how much you can fill, how much you can store, where the water is going. Um, but overall, it's good, and I would definitely encourage you to think about. Okay, so what is the pay plan of implementation? So what, what is that in, in your in your minds? How how are you going to develop? This is the Farm Hop Life Podcast, a traveling homestead family. I'm Matt DeRosier. On the Farm Hop Life Podcast, we learn what it takes to grow your own food from everyday people. Could be a college student grows tomatoes and salad greens on their apartment patio, a former VP of marketing for Del Taco now raising cattle in Montana or someone who hasn't had a homestead in over 10 years. This show is aimed at teaching you what it takes to make homesteading work for you, that we all make mistakes, we all have bad days, but we can reach out and help one another thrive in giving you the confidence needed to go feed yourself. Good morning, everyone. A few of you might know that I've been taking a permaculture design course last few months by William Horvath of Permaculture Apprentice. And after working through a few of the modules, the homework, and coming up with the first draft, William set up a meeting to discuss my plans for my property. Uh, This episode is that meeting. You'll see my draft I've submitted for review, hear a lot of specifics about the property and William's feedback for improvements to the design. If you're listening to just the audio, not a big deal. Just know that you can go check out the video on my YouTube to visually reference whatever we're discussing. And after this episode, you'd like to sign up for this farm design course, I'll have a link in the show notes for the same course that I took, the Permaculture Farm Design Course. William is being very generous by giving you 50% off the course, so it's only $197. He's also being very generous to me by giving me a percentage of the sale, so it's really important you use my affiliate link below. Of course, if you'd like to pay full price, William and I would both appreciate it. Permaculture Apprentice does offer other courses such as Finding Land, Permaculture Implementation Program, and a Food Forest Guild. If any of those sound interesting to you, let me know, and I'll see if William can give you a deal on that as well. All right, as far as interests go, that's way longer than I normally talk. Let's get into it. 4 a.m. or 3 3 a.m.? 4 a.m. here, yeah. Okay. Well, okay, so thanks for, yeah, thanks for waking up early. And sure. Next time around, we can arrange a bit later. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Okay. So, so what do you see? Yep. I see uh, the draft that I had sent you. Okay. That's great. Just give me a second. I'll put you on another screen so I can see properly. Uh, just give me a second. Okay. So, yeah. Ideally, next time. I'll I'll, um, I'll tell you to give me um, good Google Earth file because then you know I can um, look it more you know closely. But I have a what I'm file? Sure. Google Earth, yeah. Google Earth, okay. You were working in Google Earth, yeah. Uh, I I took a screenshot of Google Earth yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. I uh, imported it to oh. Photoshop because that's what I knew. Ah, all right. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Then it doesn't matter. Well, I have the, usually what I like to do is, you know, 
work uh, in Google Earth and then instruct people to work in Google Earth because then we can share files and then I can add stuff and stuff like that. But it doesn't sure, matter. Okay. You done you done your input Photoshop, everybody. I would default to Illustrator, so everybody defaults to whatever they know. Um, sure. Yeah. So I had a look. Like it's really interesting. Like looking at the bigger picture, it's interesting how all of this is dry and this is all green. Um, so what's the story behind that? Like, is this all so, irrigation? What, what's happening there? Yeah, it's heavily irrigated. So um, I live up on a hill. Exactly. Yeah, southern, that. yeah, it's southern facing. And so if you zoom way in. So is it southern the... or, sorry, is it southern or like more? Yeah, southwest. Southwest. Basically. Yeah, southwest yeah, okay. facing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if, mm -hmm. if you zoom in a little bit more, Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. it must, yep. Okay. So right, uh, just on the edge of that green line, uh, right there, yeah. that's, that's yeah. called an irrigation ditch. So there's right. uh water that runs in there. I don't, we have a thing here. I don't know how it is in Croatia. That's a uh, Croatia, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, here in Montana. You have to pay. Yeah. You have uh, to pay for it. Yeah, water rights. Like, so you need to mm. pay for like a slip of paper that says, I have mm. so many shares out of this irrigation mm -hmm. ditch. Mm -hmm. um, now, I could still get those shares. I could still own those shares, but I can't get the water out of the ditch, mm. even if I own them, because I'm above the water. That's all right. That's just okay. their policy. I don't, I don't know. So, I don't know why. So, yeah, everything, so everything that's kind of, downwards from the channel affected by gravity then yeah. you can get it if you are up then you can't put your pump in and pump it up that's the slope. right yeah oh, like wow. this uh this farm right here with the red barn uh yeah yep right there uh um yeah they put in a center pivot and so yeah their whole field mm. is yeah, irrigated. Here, yeah yep yep all right very interesting okay interesting interesting to you know have broader context okay so let's Let's now uh, look at your design, and uh, I have. Let me. I took some notes. I have your. I also have your um, site assessment and everything. So as we, as we talk, we'll. Uh, I looked some photos like just five minutes ago. Um, okay. But as let me. Okay, so. Um, okay. So I'm not sure, like I always, when I do this, I always look first, like the initial, the initial exercise is always, you know, the design goals and the context. So I looked at that and, um, I have some, um, let me see, you have a list of your design goals in front of me. I don't know. We don't have to go over it. We'll, as we talk about design, we'll, we'll talk through them. I also um, highlighted your why for what you're doing and, you know, we'll, we'll come to that as well. Um, but the first thing that I like to start is, you know, the mainframe, as they call it, like the water, the access, the structures, basically the structures are the infrastructure. So um, in terms of, in terms of that, you know, I start from access, you know, basically you look at all three at the same time, but not for the sake of having some kind of sequence, you know, I always start with 
uh, it should be water, but I start with access because access is already there. And then, you know, we build on top of that. So in terms of your access, you have access roads here and I can see that, um, I'm not sure if that's like concrete or whatever, but it's Just there, gravel. it's permanent. It's gravel. Okay. It's there, it's permanent. But the other thing that I'm not seeing is, you know, where's the access, where are the access points? on the rest of the property. So I'm not sure whether we were thinking about that, whether the these boundaries between your know, different systems and land use areas will be access points. I'm not sure what you're thinking is uh, around that. Yeah, it got, uh, because I was using Photoshop and it can get really pixelated and whatnot, I didn't uh, draw in any mm -hmm. walking paths or mm -hmm. anything like that. But as far as, mm -hmm. you know, vehicle access yeah that driveway mm -hmm. and then around the side of the house is the only mm -hmm. vehicle access like i've driven uh down the side of the house and all the way through the backyard mm -hmm. um in mm -hmm. my truck and stuff mm -hmm. so it's those okay uh, so you have those access points and they are permanent um, uh for now yeah those black lines we can we can get into it a little bit later i i kind of ran out of room on my legend that i had drawn but those mm -hmm. black okay. lines I need to do some sort of water retention mm, mm, or diversion mm, or something because mm, in what mm, one of the photos that I posted, uh, there's like mm -hmm. uh, ruts that are starting to mm -hmm. wash out. I'm sure. You okay, so yeah, okay, so yeah, that's going to be like the next thing. Like, okay, obviously, like my um, how to say my idea is that when I'm looking at design, I want to see those access points and I want to um make sure that they are permanent in a sense you determine where they're going to be and sure. they are determined according to the design best practices and then they are permanent you kind of you use them for vehicle access so you don't you know compact and go all over the place but i think that you you have that uh, you already know that and i think you're using it already in, in that way so it's more like me needing to see that how that right. looks like on the design yeah. um yeah so that that would be the first thing because then you know when you have access then that access stop the whites like say that if you're starting with the bare land then all the everything that's already on the site uh the existing infrastructure the access points and everything else is your like kind of primary uh way of um, you know, splitting the property in a way. And then as soon as you design your access points, then they are also splitting the property. So, you know, starting with bare land and, you know, analysis paralysis with each consecutive layer that you put, it's more it, like, it's more clearer and clearer where other things of the design should be. And uh, so that's why kind of, uh, access first. And then the second would be, uh, the, the water the water layer and the water system. So I can see that you're, you know, you, you've designed here that you are, you will be collecting rainwater. So, mm -hmm. um, you mentioned two tanks or something like that. So, mm -hmm. um, that's okay. Like the pond, the location of the pond is also all right. Like there are certain things in your climate that I assume that need to be, um, that pond would need to be as you design, like, um, not wide, but rather, you know, deep, uh, and the width shouldn't be, you know, 
there shouldn't be that much of water surface exposed to to the sun because that increases evaporation. So I'm not sure whether you were thinking in that yeah. way or whatever, but that's I just kind of drew like a not just mm -hmm. like a square or just like a circle, mm -hmm. just kind of like yeah. yeah, just make it look like a bean. Throw it in there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. But you, yeah. Okay. So you intuitively done it correct for your climate. So that's good. Like the location of the pond, like it all fits together and we are about to come to those layers, but obviously you put the pond here because you're going to have a livestock here, but, um, it's a hillside, basically it would be like a hillside pond, um, yeah. providing water for the animals and and while we're talking about ponds, I would make a suggestion, uh, if possible, to put a pond in your food forest area as well. Like that's an, you know, something to consider if you want, uh, because you were saying that you want to create like a um, favorable microclimate for the house, and yes. uh, you know, pond in that south food forest, like. It's multiple things like it's aesthetics, it's uh, additional you know, habitat, it's water for food forest. Potentially, it's also a favorable microclimate for the house. You know, as soon as you have some water body, then you have the immediately, you know, that there is immediately that difference in the temperature, and then you'll get that breeze. Um, mm -hmm. So if you are keen on creating a microclimate, then additional pond, I'm not sure whether you can do it or the resources permit or something, but I would definitely think about pond here in this South area where you put forest is. So when we um, get into the pictures, a... there's already kind of like a, like a ditch. I wouldn't say it's mm -hmm. on contour, but mm -hmm. there's already an existing ditch about where your mouse is a little bit to mm -hmm. the Southeast, okay. but okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. Well, let's look at that. Um, let me see. So you're sending, I'm not sure if that's what you're talking like. Mm, I'm not okay, sure. Okay. So I got, it. I got these raised beds, uh, yeah. those two in the line. Yeah. Just, just to the upper lap, uh, sorry, upper. Yep. Right there. That's it. You had your mouse on. That's, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So there is kind There's of, like, it like kind of, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm, this is the, like, we built this house like five years ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nothing else is on it. Um, mm -hmm. and so this was existing and it cut all the way through the property to, on the oh, other really? side to about where the, uh, grain field is for our septic system. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Like that, that's like a natural thing that you could, you could use, you know, mm -hmm. like a natural tendency of the land. And perhaps like, if this is going to be a food forest area, then you could have a pond there. It would be like. Right also connecting two things together. Like you could be connecting three things together. Like your roof is collecting water into the uh, tanks and overflow from the tanks is going into the pond and then you have the pond and the pond overflows. We, we will need to talk about that where it overflows and it will allow it to overflow, but perhaps, you know, into the road channel or whatever, but that would be a nice feature. Um, yeah. Do you see those trees to the Southeast on the property? Okay. okay so yep, right are... there so it starts that ditch actually starts up on the road and makes mm -hmm. like a u-shape mm -hmm. it follows those trees and comes back onto the property like it kind of mm -hmm. mm -hmm. 
it kind okay. of is contour you can see yeah. but a, yeah. not quite yeah but it, it's just it's just interesting i didn't bother taking any pictures over that way because it yeah. gets way out in like zone five yeah okay okay it doesn't matter like um if you like if you are going to design one here then you need an overflow an overflow in your situation seems to be you know going into that a state overflow would be going into that road channel there so whatever happens there um i'm not sure if it goes like the picture is cut here so i'm not sure what's happening uh there's a bridge there is a bridge okay and um, but that would be like in terms of water that would be my suggestion like in terms of ponds you have already rainwater collection obviously um maybe we, we are skipping but if you're planning your garage here then the garage is also another point uh rainwater collection point you know yeah i'd like to push and... it to the pond to get it yeah yeah to that okay. side of the property yeah, yeah definitely so i'm not i'm just saying because i'm not seeing i'm not sure i i assume you already thought about it but because i'm not seeing um i i need to mention it okay so that would be like the at the water let's see what i have okay so yeah i had questions about i didn't know that was a ditch i thought it was a creek doesn't matter okay so um yeah okay so that's about the water and i'm not sure like every time you have like a water body you have to think about where is the oil flow going uh, so maybe that's not an issue in our climate you get like um I don't know how much in inches, but I know it's like 300 millimeters in rain and then 300 millimeters in snow. That's not much. That's, you know, really like a semi-arid. So I don't think, and how the, is the rain distributed throughout the year? Does it come in one big go during the summer or whatever? How 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 is the rainfall distributed? Um, We get a lot in April and May mm -hmm. and a lot in like in snow throughout um, like December and January about okay. July, not August, very, very hot, very dry. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of, okay. So in terms of, um, then water systems, obviously this pond will need to have some water source and that water source can be, you know, rain roof water, uh, rain water from the roof and if you say that you have snow, then it would be some kind of um, a ditch that would harvest, you know, whatever drains uh, um, from here in terms of snow melt. Uh, so that would be like your strategy for capturing the water that's that, that's here. Um, you would need some kind of water harvesting drain, and you would and you need to have a, like an overflow for that and eventually depending on how you're planning to utilize that water like water distribution either channels or whatever water pipes or something like that um so this kind of water management is always kind of interesting interesting and um, as soon as you capture water you need to think about how you're going to uh, distribute and release safely overflow it and how you're going to capture it so it's kind of the, around the water um same same goes for for this pond um capturing 
you know, feeding it, uh, overflowing, distributing in the fruit forest. So in terms of that, to be, if you have one here, then you can, by gravity, you can, uh, irrigate everything that's, that's here. Um, that also dictates that maybe you could put, if you want to irrigate by gravity, this area, maybe then you need a tank here or whatever, or you can use the pump or something like that. But that would be like the water set your, your, your climate is very dry. So if you want trees, you need a way to distribute water during the times when there is no water available. So, um, a pond water tank, water distribution network would, uh, help with that. You know, we can address that maybe some other time, uh, because now we, we have to move. Would okay, that, would that is, be a good case for swales? Uh, you said you're getting in April and May, your majority of you, you're getting, you're getting snow and you're getting, yeah, definitely. Cause you want to capture the snow melt. You want to capture that big rain event. I'm not sure about, you said that you, you have a lot of rocks. So, um, I would need to see more in terms of you, you'll be able to dig anything, um, with a shovel, with a machine or whatever, if you are on a straight bedrock, then. Yeah, I took a picture of, uh, yeah. I, I'd taken a mini X to mm -hmm. level out a bit of the parking area where, mm -hmm. where my truck is at there. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can kind of see there's like maybe like a two foot section exposed where you can just mm -hmm. see it's like dirt rock, dirt rock, dirt rock, just mm. well, even in, yeah, even in that case, like if you're digging a soil, then you are doing another thing. And that's another thing is you're getting more soil for more rooting depth for your trees when you're planting them. So I think they would definitely work in, in your climate. Um, um, and then. You know, you could create soils that are, you know, parallel to the contour lines and or from one soil is going into another. Like if you had like a pond here, that pond would could overflow into one soil and then into another soil and then into a third soil. So like, a, you know, just water would be cascading sure. down. So that would be, you know, that would be a really good situation. Okay, the next is then the infrastructural structures. And from that, you are planning this garage. That's okay. I don't see any other good location for it because this is, you know, that's gravel, that's your convenient, easy access. Um, yeah, that's, that's okay. One thing that I didn't saw and it was in your goals, a goat shelter. Uh, with the milking parlor area. So I'm not sure where is that in here. Um, would that be here or? Uh, so ideally that shed goes away. Uh, that is full okay. of, uh, junk. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's right. But, uh, but... the, uh, so in this dark purple here, where dark we have purple this area. Where interesting chicken coop. Yeah. So, uh, last weekend we actually got rid of all our chickens. They just. Uh, oh, really? We're, we're working out for us, uh, right now. So, mm -hmm. okay. So the goats I, I, would be I cleaned it all yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We could, I, we could call goats or sheep. I'm kind of leaning more towards sheep now. Uh, just mm -hmm. did a little bit more 
calm and not try trying to escape all the time, I guess. Nah, so, all right. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we could just turn that into like a little sheet bar. Like I can get in there and stand up, and um, it's it's a decent size, decent size. Group. Okay. Okay. Then then that's addressed. In terms of you know locating that, obviously, you know you, you have you're envisioning this area to be pasture, so of course that's good. Like the pond is also there, so um, yeah, that's good. It's only like then the question is on my mind, like. Um, where are the fences are you planning to because i don't see them perhaps the fences are these empty areas between those two white rectangles i only have a i only have a fence on the uh upper part of the property along the road mm -hmm. i okay, have so a we... couple extra that i can cut across mm -hmm. between property lines mm -hmm. but okay, yeah so... uh if, if infrastructure is a big gonna need to be addressed big time but... Okay, so yeah, I I don't I didn't see it in your plan, so I'm I'm not sure where it's going to be. And infrastructure is then that subdivision between your different land use areas. Um, so I'm assuming there will be if you're going to sheep, if you're going to have sheep, then they will have to be enclosed in some way. Maybe initially, you know, in a smaller area, but eventually, like this whole area, if not with fence, then with living fence. Um, yeah, or or something like that. So, um, okay. So that's the structures. Let's now move to the like a land use areas, and, and we can comment to each of those. Um, uh, I can see that. Okay, so like, let's start from zone zero. Definitely, um, you said that you want a herb garden, veggie garden, a flower garden, uh, perennial fruit, nut, and forage growing system. So obviously. That perennial system is your food forest. You have this raised bed garden area. Uh, you have this recreational area. And you have this shaded area. You have this raised mulch area for plants. Like in general, they're all, all, all uh, good because you have that diversity. You have perennial food forest here, and it's on your south side. You know, your sun is really strong. So it's creating that microclimate and you know absorbing all of that sun that it needs. So that's that's pretty good. Um the gardens as well close close to the house. You have this shaded area which gives you a specific type of, of microclimate that you can use for whatever type of plants you want to grow that you know can withstand that sun even that you said even the winter is is strong. So I'm just not sure like uh, in between these two areas, like, what's the recreation area about, and why? Uh, we were just gonna put like a fire pit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And why is um, like, I'm just wondering why is that not recreation area, for example, like this? So it's kind of bordering more with a food forest and like more open to the food forest instead of. Like four days a week. Yeah, we do that. Then. Yeah, it's okay. fine. It's not like a big. I'm just wondering. Like my question would be, my like you know what that meals and meals type of analysis and creating connections. Like the recreation area would definitely 
work well with, with the food forest, like being combined with the food forest. Sure. You have a recreational area, you have the fire pit, you have, you know, area to um, stack functions in a sense, you know, socialize, um, you know, make whatever, like food and, and be exposed to the uh, fresh food at the same time. So that's kind of my thinking. Yeah, that makes sense. And then this pasture area, uh, I know that like your bio, biome is basically grassland biome. Um, but if you can supply water, then I would definitely suggest that you have, instead of just a pasture, you have a, like a silo pasture. I'm not sure whether that's possible. That would be only possible if you can supply water to trees. Like obviously, you know, there is a ditch and obviously there are trees around the ditch because there is water. So if you could create a environment where you have more moisture, then you could have rows of trees that would be fodder for your animals and it would be shelter from the sun for the sheep. So obviously they'll, they'll need shelter for the from the elements and you know from the sun from the from the wind from and have food so that would be like a great way to have you know to provide for the needs of the sheep and like in terms of food and in terms of shelter and for you perhaps in terms of additional yields that you can get from that pasture but okay. that's all subject to how much water you can supply to the you know the trees would need water, so, um, and that would be highly then dependent on your water harvesting capacities and water storage capacities. Um, perhaps I'm not sure. Well, I'm not there, but I think there would be some native plants that. So, what type of native plants that are? Like a in a tree layer, you could grow. Are there any like? Um, would you be able to grow any on that amount of rainfall in your climate? You got a lot of pine, but that doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's not really helpful. Along the irrigation ditch is tons of poplar, mm -hmm. but they yeah, poplar, have yeah. like an unlimited, unlimited water source. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So. Whatever you're like, we can discuss the details, but if you can supply water, then like a silo pasture would be the ideal for that area, like the pasture. Um, okay, so we addressed the food forest, we addressed the garage, we addressed the pastures. My only question would be like, what's what's happening with this area? So that's obviously wild zone five or zone four, whatever. Like, I'm not sure what, what's the plan here. Like those, uh, those dark, gray shaded spots they're kind of like mm -hmm. a deep ditch like mm. gul gulch gully i don't i don't know they're oh, really? pretty unusable okay. yeah so um this this first one to the left here to the west yeah, i can see that yeah um it's not as uh i don't know severe but the one on the mm -hmm. to the east is definitely full of okay. rocks and existing trees and if anything, you could do, like, I always thought it'd be kind of cool to do, like, a little, 
I don't know, mother-in-law suite or guest house in between the two because it's almost okay, like a, yeah. it's almost like a plateau. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Overlooking the irrigation ditch here and. Okay, interesting. So, what apple trees are growing here and here? Uh, can, pines can and junipers. Ah, uh, so you're not a big fan of those. <laughs> I think they're fine for where they're at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like junipers. Uh, and pines, they're both full of oil in a sense, like a fire hazard, especially in the sure. climate. So I understand, I understand why you're not, um, big fan. Okay. So yeah, in terms of that, okay. So you have your options open in terms of what you could have here and what you want here. Like in, when it comes to implementation, you have a lot of time to be dealing with just this area and then whatever comes here, you'll see sort of down the line. Um, yeah. Okay. So, and you have this windbreak area. That's good because the wind is coming from Southwest. Um, basically, um, that would be thinking about the sectors. I haven't seen, like you have beautiful views. So on all directions, basically, but. I think particularly in this direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're, you're hard. So this will, won't be blocking your views. Uh, I don't think that you said that neighbors are a problem. So you don't need like a privacy hedge. Um, yeah, that's in terms of sectors, like there is no noise that you, you said so, and no pollution coming like the only like a uh, pollution type of thing that I could potentially be would be this road ditch. Um, I'm not sure what kind of runoff you're getting here. What type of how much this road is used, and is it is is this like a gravel road as well? Yeah, it's also a gravel road, and the county maintains it. But uh, mm -hmm. my neighbor and I we split the cost to. Um, oh man, what is the term? We like, mm -hmm. we, we put something on the road. I can't remember what it is, we put something on the road to keep the dust down in the summer. Oh, really? Because, okay. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like. Interesting. I didn't hear it. I don't right. remember what it is now. Cause he handled yeah. it. He's like, Hey, it that's was right. 200 yeah. bucks this year. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, really? So, oh, that's a very interesting solution to that problem. You know, you have like six months of the year. A dust problem. I'm, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to plant trees along the property line, and I started yeah. to, but they mm -hmm. uh, about half of them didn't take. So I'll yeah. probably just plant something else. Yeah. Okay. So that's the water moisture problem. Well, depending on the soil as well. But okay. So this is a potential so uh, pollution sector in a sense. But I'm not sure how big of the of the deal that is. I'm not sure whether you can tap into that as your water source. So that's usually I'd like to try. The, yeah, you can you can try. It's not like you can't physically do it. It's more like what type, you know, is that water contaminated with whatever happens on that road coming out of the cars? So it's more like that question. And if that's sure. an issue, then there should be some kind of a buffer pond with with you know plants and rocks and stuff like that to do that phyto remediation thing 
that only plants can do. So that's another consideration, but it could be a potential water source. It can be, uh, well, in this scenario, it's just going, you know, it's, it's not flowing onto your property, it's just going parallel to it. So it's not a problem. Um, okay. So yeah, basically we, we went through the whole land use areas and I'll just, you know, think through a checklist in a sense of where the zones like are the land use areas positioned well in, um, in regards to permaculture zoning rules, so to speak. So they definitely are, I don't see any, any mistakes in, in that, like Ardens are close to the house, the food forest is here. You have basically, this could be your zone three and zone four, zone five are here. So, um, that's, you know, that's okay. Um, in terms of sectors. We just discussed that so you are dealing with the sectors in the in the correct way. Um, oh, well, I'm not sure what's that. What's that? Um, and yeah, like dealing with this dusty, that that would be an issue. Like then dealing with the sector would be this perimeter fence, living fence, and if the neighbor is a problem, then also that fence would be really important. But those two. You don't have to deal with those, so that's good. Um, then it's all about like the last thing, and I think that the only kind of feedback that I had that was that was like you done this wrong was you know the connections. And now that you, I don't know that you don't have chickens, there is not that uh, there is basically nothing wrong. So, but I do have some kind of um, ideas about connections. And the first one would be, and we discussed that, and you already had some ideas would be, but there are carrots to this, capturing that water from the road water channel into the pond, that would be one connection. Um, then the second would be um, using the water catchment that we have to divert it into the food forest area. That would be another one or divert directly from the, you know, first filling the tanks and then going into this um, raised mulch area for plants. That would be another one. Using the carriage as water collection point and connecting it to water pond, that would be another one. Um, let me see. Um, yeah, the chickens, there are no chickens. So my initial feedback was, you know, the chickens should be ideally somewhere close to the food forest, but there are no more chickens. So, and the last part of the connection would be, you know, connecting this recreation area with food forest area, but we, we address that. So, uh, so basically, yeah, basically that's it. And there is one more thing. And then that's what you said that, um, your main while you know, designing the property and what you want to get out of it is well-being and security for the family yes. and that translates to, in my mind, that's how I look at, I look at it as, um, the main function functions or the property, if you want to have that would be, you know, obviously food production, it would be obviously connected. That would be, you know, some kind of water security, water management, 
and it could be also because you said um, security for the family it could be some kind of systems and in terms of I don't know how to frame it or say it but sheltering and the property like privacy would be then another one I'm not sure how concerned about that you are but that would be and unless fire is a big issue and if fire is a big issue then it will be definitely ways to mitigating that um so in your case would be like if you want resiliency then you need to produce food in multiple ways and <clears throat> you are doing it you have animals you have gardens you have food forests. that's right you would need to ensure water security and you have you're collecting water you have ponds i'm not sure whether you have water well uh, i'm not sure and i don't remember reading that but you have well. so you have a well and you have county water as well you have that as well or you just have a well? which water county water from your nope just well just well and it's yep. um it's providing you with enough water yeah like the water flow is enough for for whatever your needs are for the household and perhaps for garden we did we did overuse the well uh last year trying to water the garden and so that's why like a big i wanted to do a big push to do more rainwater catchment to supply yeah. water to the garden because uh we we ended up having to replace our uh, pressure tank well, oh, really? months ago yeah it oh, wow. uh yeah it was bad so you overused your pump yeah or... it was like the way the guy would try to explain it to me like the way i was watering um it was triggering the pressure tank too much and so it like i don't yeah. know okay uh, so but you didn't um reach kind of the capacity of well in a sense that you not the well right okay so yeah i have one idea like to overcome that you definitely could uh pump water from your well directly into the water tank and then you know use the gravity of that water tank to water the garden so that yeah. kind of even in the worst case like water well flows you know yep. you could pump the water during the night and you know, fill the tank and then the next day you have a full tank and you're not dependent on on the pump or the water well flow so some kind of yeah i also want to get um, a hand pump that work yeah. in uh alongside the yeah the electric pump just yeah. in case okay so yeah okay so those are like the food part is okay the water part now that you're telling me like you have a well you have you're planning the pond you're capturing the rain of water that's all good like that's that's covering that the only part is that security and you know you i'll leave that to your discretion in a sense how um how concerned you should be about perhaps privacy thing and the fire mitigation um but i think that well-being 
well-being is also addressed by you know the recreational area and, and the food that you're providing and the microclimate that you're creating it's mostly about that security part and protection um depending on you know how i wouldn't say paranoid but you know how uh concerned you are about sure. the social pressures perhaps and 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 uh fire change so basically in terms of creating redundancies, I think we're okay. So overall, your design is pretty good. Thank you. With some with some additions, and I think right. that you know the access, the the chances, the overflows, like more about the water, thinking about the water management when you come to that part of installing it. Then you definitely need to know where you're collecting, how much you can fill, how much you can store, where the water is going. Um, but overall, it's good. And I would definitely encourage you to think about, okay, so what is the faith plan of implementation? So what, what is that in, in your in your minds? How how are you going to develop? You said that you build a house, you build a house like five years ago. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, and you already done some progress in terms of gardens and and chickens and stuff like that. So, yeah, what would be the plan? I'll probably what probably be... start uh, probably start in the backyard here with the uh, the future raised beds. I already have a uh, mm -hmm. already have a layout. Can't really see that too good, but yeah, okay, I can see it. Yeah, um, what I was planning there probably mm -hmm. more immediate future mm -hmm. and then trying to plant something in that dark green shaded spot uh, okay and and in the mulch area on the other okay. side because that's just that's you know you, that's a core yeah you can that's the core you can see uh results right away other yes long term uh, like work on long-term items as you can like one of my mm -hmm. questions for you if, if you got uh, a couple more minutes I have ten more minutes. Is um, so so like the pasture area, or yes. you know if if I if I can create it to be a civil pasture, yes. should I? I found some like uh, native like native grasses and stuff. Is it mm -hmm. would it make sense to seed that pasture area with those native grasses to encourage that growth instead of letting the like knapweed and cheatgrass take over? Of course, yeah, of course. Like you can oversee, you can oversee. Um, like, I'm not sure what type of plants you have growing there, but you could oversee whatever you, whatever native should, um, should be more, in a sense, aggressive, um, and have a better chances of of establishing. So you definitely. But you also have to take into consideration what type of animals you have and what type of diet they prefer. So uh, sure, it would yeah, it would it would it would make sense to oversee that one into existing pasture. Then should I uh, thin out some of that sage that's in that uh, north north corner there, that north sec sector, or just thin out like because there's a lot of it and. Mm. I mean, it does provide like some like, little habitats here and there. Mm. Some of them are 
some i mean they get big right so they're like some mm. of them are like four feet in diameter mm. well so, you can uh like my advice would be if you know you can do that because you want to establish any, something else if you do that then try to establish that something else as soon as possible and sure. use the use the biomass for whatever you you know put the biomass into these pits or whatever keep them you know for your forest or whatever but as soon like if you want to establish something else then as soon as pull, pull out sow that something else and sow it so it has moisture to germinate so it would be like a more timing question so when you right time yeah uh, i would kind of need to do like some sort of if i am to try to do some sort of swale or an overflow system i kind of need to get that done first before yes. seeding it yeah 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 yeah, yeah um, so yeah and then kind of in that same area so you see that one tree to the west of the yep right there so mm -hmm. just to the northeast of that mm -hmm. there's a big section uh which is my drain field for, mm -hmm. for my septic system yeah what can I do with that? Because I don't really want to plant, uh, you know, deep rooted anything in that space yeah. and then clog up my drains. But like, what would that space be good for? Well, I can only, um, in my mind, you could grow something obviously shallow, shallow rooted, um, that loves the excess nutrient and could shade the ground as it grows like like quicking thinking just on the spot like some kind of pumpkin or squash comes to mind like you know that squashes and pumpkin they grow they would just grow in, in, a, in a compost pile because they allow the excess nutrients so okay. you could use it in that way i don't have um a concrete recommendation for type of trees, maybe some kind of shrubs, um, shallow rooted. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a complete answer. Like that's okay. Sh shallow rooted vegetables comes to come to mind in a sense of pumpkins and stuff like that, that would use that excess nutrient, uh, love the text nutrient. So. All right. Very nice. Uh, last question about the chickens in the food forest how do you yes. see those integrated like like in a chicken tractor and like i manually like bring them like, well they them? can just roam like they need you know containment so um whether that's going to be like the chicken tractors are more like um when you when you're really kind of concerned about um, trees that are really young and for them to get damage or something like that, but chickens want damaged trees because they, you know, they can they can scratch. You can basically secure or protect individual trees instead of keeping chickens in the in the chicken tractor. So you can do it in both ways, but as soon as you kind of have protection for trees, you don't have to worry about chickens doing anything. Um, okay. Rather, you know, rather just 
lighting their room and containing them with some kind of temporary fence would be like the ideal uh, scenario. So, yeah, you can okay. like if you if you had like for example that civil pasture and you're growing um, commercially, you know, meat birds, then the chicken trackers make sense. But if you have um, the chickens for for eggs and stuff like that, then you know, let them roam and enjoy and have a beautiful life. Uh, you know, sharing the benefits of the system that you created for yourself. So, sure, you just have nesting boxes around to encourage them to lay in those areas. So you're not doing no, well, egg, egg no, no, I, no, no, no. The ideal scenario would be that you have like a chicken coop that's fixed. That's oh, okay. You know, that's in the food forest area. That's the idea. Like, and they they can roam through the food forest and then come, you know, to sleep into the uh, chicken coop. That's kind of the ideal mm -hmm. setup. If you want to have them okay. outside all all the time, then you know they need shade, they need protection, they need containment. I wasn't thinking it that way for them to lay because I don't know where would you find those eggs. Like uh, it would be in an egg hunt. Um, I don't right. think that they would, you know, they would, you know, lay where you told them, really tell them to lay. You can do that in sure. a chicken coop, definitely, but not in the food forest. I would have a chicken coop that's either adjacent to a food forest or a food forest, like they need to be kind of connected. So once they're out, they are in the food forest. Sure. Got it. All right. Very good. Was there, um, any other any other notes or um no basically that's it. no no we we i went through everything i i read your goals i read your site assessment i think that you put all the goals i we went through all my notes and we went through the kind of the checklist of have you connect things and zones sexes um redundancies so i would say that we addressed everything awesome well, thank you, William. Okay. Uh, let me know as you develop your water management system, if you have any questions. So, Yeah, I guess uh, that brings up another question is like, what's the next step uh, here? Just uh, come up with that phase, like a, like a plan yeah, of yeah, phases okay. to build and then just Yeah, go the build. next step would be think about the phase implementation, like what type, what are the systems you would like to implement first? Obviously, you're starting from the core. And after that, you can send me that. But after that, it would be like a 12-month implementation plan, um, determining your three to five big projects for the year, and then thinking about where, when, uh, what, when, and how. I'm not sure if you are in my permaculture implementation program. Do you, are you a student of permaculture implementation program? Maybe. I don't think of the implementation program. I think it's the farm design. No, course. no, you, you have farm design. Okay, then I would definitely suggest. I'll send you the link. But the okay. next step would be the next step would be creating that big picture plan in a sense of phased implementation. It can be like. In terms of years, but it would be in my mind, like it's determining what systems you want to establish first and taking from the zone zero, then outwards. 
And after you have that, then thinking, okay, so what are the three to five big projects for the year and uh, logistics around it. So once you're done with that phase implementation plan, you can send over and then we can talk about the 12 month plan in more detail okay. and, and then the implementation program and the logistics. Okay. Awesome. Thank you very much. William. Thank you. Thank you for, yeah, that was epic waking up the throw. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> At least you're set for the day. Your day started in a good way. I am Matt DeRosier of Farm Hop Life. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe and visit farmhoplife.com. Inside of the city, the people are crazy. Out of their minds, they ain't got a clue. We gone away, headed west for Montana. Left family and friends, all I got now is you. We both got new jobs, a host and a homestead, thinking this was the life, all that there'd be. After our firstborn, you had to stay home. That's when the work got in the way for me. Well, I started farm hop life. You'll come to your farm to help and to truck and an RV send us a message and there will